episode 94. Uh, welcome, guys. So, bit of an update on where I currently am. This is another solo until I get my uh, my routine down so I can start engaging and getting guests back on again. But um, as it currently stands for me, this week has been about um, getting my final pay for my job, which means it's all getting very real very quickly. Um, when I made the decision to take the severance, uh, voluntary severance and leave, I, it wasn't even, um, I didn't have any flapping about it. It was just a case of making the decision because I've, I've for a long time, I've wanted to put myself in a position where I can pursue something else, which for me is my coaching and my podcast. Um, so this was a fantastic opportunity. Um, and even though I'd run it past my family, what I was intending to do, and they were all in, I still had concerns that, you know, it could be the worst case scenario is I don't get another job, but I don't want another job. <laughs> I want to be self-employed self and have a business, which is a completely different mentality and mindset. So that being said, the final part of the process for me was to... What did I do? I ran it. I ran it through the decision. Through what am I teaching my children? Um, I can't. I don't. I think I come to this on my own because I was not having the wobbles. But I was discussing with my wife that you know the implications and you know it, it means we're not going away. It means we may have to you know reduce some of the direct debits and some of the other things that we want to do on a yearly basis. Um, but then when I framed it for myself as if I stay in a job and I want to, and my children know I want to pursue other things, such as creating a business, um, coaching, and my podcast, what am I teaching them if I settle and stay in a job? Um, not that that's uh, in any way judgmental, but um, for me, framing it that way made the decision for me because even if the worst happens and I do have to go and get another job uh, at the end of this, I will have tried and my children will have seen me try. Um, and there will be something in there that they can utilize when they're older um, for what they want to achieve so they don't have to settle because I don't want them to be in a position where they have to settle. Um, so that's, that's the filter I ran it through and it sort of made the decision for me. Um, uh, even though I was like 99.9% there, just sort of finished the decision. Um, so that was a really impactful way. So now next steps are, um, I've already started to look at my network, um, see who, who is already in my network that may be a potential client with regards to coaching. Um, I'm just finishing, um, I'm going to take a, a pause on my, my consultancy coaching, which I do, um, so that I can build my own business um, and get that uh, income revenue stream sort of building and working, um, and then maybe to start that up at a, at a later date. There's, because everything, what I've noticed is, since I've been doing the consultancy coaching, is if for everything you say yes to, you say no to something else. Now, it's a fantastic opportunity puts me in um, the vicinity of people 
who are like-minded. They're very driven. Um, they, they, they talk high, they have higher conversations other than other people and things is, um, it's generally around the, uh, you know, ideas, uh, and generating maybe, you know, more experiences in life or more revenue in life or those sorts of conversations. So it, it takes you out of the zone of the realm of the gossip and talking about other people. Um, um, and the, 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 the income and revenues that they talk of creating, they don't talk about it with a view to buying something or so that they can have something is generally to increase their experience of life in life. So you may not pick up on a subtlety, but there is a very, very big difference between those that talk about others and will you know gossiping and and everything else. I mean, if if the biggest thing you can do to help yourself, if you if you are a gossiper, uh, but you you want to elevate yourself and sort of get out of that zone where maybe you you, you are you want to elevate elevate your your conversation. Stopping gossiping is one of the biggest things you can do. And that even means when people gossip to you and you don't say anything, it's going to a point where you don't engage uh, or tell that person straight out, you know, I'm not, I don't want to talk about so-and-so, so-and-so or, or this topic or that topic. It's being, not being rude, but it's, it's sort of laying your, putting your mark down in the sand with regards to what you stand for. Um, uh, I've done it. I did it a long time ago. So, and I found that when I started to do that and not engage with those that gossip, it, it changes. Something changes within you. I couldn't tell you what it is, but it's sort of like the way that you conduct yourself and carry yourself within life. So that was that's, that's a good one. So anyway, I digress. Let's go back. So consultancy, I'll be winding down to build up my own business, which is the coaching and the podcast. So I've just been paid this week, which is the final payment. And now I need to understand where this money needs to sit. Now, the first thing that's going to cause stress for anybody in a position of redundancy is the stress of where's my next pay packet coming from. So what I want to suggest is this. Rather than rushing headlong into the next job, what if you just stopped for a second, just step back? And just have a good look at your life. I mean, you know, analyze the different areas, you know, family, relationships, fitness, health, uh, and just have a look at your general fulfillment. Um, there's lots of different charts you can use online that'll give you, um, uh, what's the word? A higher level view of the different aspects of your life when you actually rate them. Um, and then you, you pick whichever one that you feel uh, naturally drawn to, or you feel you'd like to build on first and build that one. Or there may be one in particular that will have a domino effect where it is, uh, if you build it, it'll, it'll, you know, it'll elevate other elements of, um, of your life circle, like all and your life circle, all of it needs to be fulfilled. It'll be fulfilled in different ways and maybe at different times because life seems to have seasons. So being able to know, where you are now and where you want to be and then making a, a good assessment and solid and honest and truthful reflection of your current circumstances is a great place to start. So, I mean, look at your daily habits. Um, 
look at your, your have-tos. Look at the things you, you hate to do. And then look at the things you love to do. And then look to um, minimize the, the things you hate to do. Find a way to make the things that you have to do part of your purpose. So if you, I don't know, if you hate making your child's bed or picking up all the clothes after them, is it a way that you can make making their bed and picking up their clothes part of who you are as a person? So if you wanted to be, I don't know, um, if, if one of your key values was like love or, um, um, I don't know, nurturing or something along those lines, you, it'd be quite easy to frame um, making the bed and picking up their clothes so they've got a clean environment to frame it in such a way that it's not a have to anymore. It's part of who you, who you are because of what you want to give somebody else. It's like an act of service. Um, that's, that's not to say you, um, you let them run roughshod and you pick up everything, but is, is, is certain tasks that you will do on a repeatedly. And if you can reframe it for yourself in the right way, the chore will go out of it and then it'll be more fulfilling because of the way that you're telling the, the way you tell yourself you're doing it and the reason why you tell yourself you're doing it. Uh, and then the, the last thing is to looking to increase the things you love. I mean, you, you're not even going to get to this point um, of being able to look at the list and analyze it so that you can increase all these um, unless you knew the first thing, which is just to pause and take a step back and have a good reflection on what's going on. So that I think is the first step, pause and take a step back. So the next thing that's going to kick off is, like I said, is the stress, um, which could see you running headlong into the next job without even making an assessment of, is my life where I want it to be? Am I where I want to be in life? Um, I'd be interested to sit down with anybody that listens to this podcast to understand if the when they were 18, the life they envisaged, they're living now. Um, and I don't even know what the percentages are, but I'd be very intrigued to have conversations with people to understand, you know, are, are you where you wanted to be when you were 18? Because I know three years ago I turned around and, and I wasn't. Um, and I see lots of people in, in my old um, job that tend to, what's the word? They're not happy in doing what they're doing, but what they do is a means to an end. Now, for me, it got to the point where the means didn't justify the end. Um, so, and understanding what the end is, is, is the key part of that. Um, so before you go rushing headlong, after you've taken a step back and sort of done that analysis, the, the very next step for me this week, which is, um, I'm, I'm, in all honesty, I'm having real trouble, trouble getting around to, I've sort of kicked it off, but with my other commitments, um, yeah, my, my other commitments that I've um, tied myself to is, um, it's, it's, I've, I've struggled to fit it in and that's my budget. So I, I know what my budget is, but I need to understand what I can pay up in front with um, my redundancy package so that I can put myself in a position to take the stress off on a monthly basis. So, I mean, can I pay my council tax on a monthly? So let me just run through quickly what my budget looks like. So I've got, if it, this is, 
this this is uh, this budget comes from being in debt. So if you're in debt and you uh, in you if in the UK, I don't know what it's like in in America or any other country, but in the UK, if you're in debt, you have to list your outgoings, uh, your fixed uh, outgoings, your flexible outgoings. And, and they sort of make a determination there on what's left over and what's available to pay to them. Um, is so the fixed would be like your mortgage, your council tax, your TV license, and then your utilities. You know, your, your gas, your electric, your water. Um, they also put in their care and health, which is dentists and opticians, and then you've got your pensions and insurances. So for me, it's like my life insurance, building and contents, which um, after this year I will definitely be. Paying. I mean, there's a lot of people, uh, buildings and contents. I, I'd urge anybody that's got buildings and contents and they're in a potential 250 to 500 meter range of a river um, to look at the implications for flood risk um, because some people take it on, some people um, take it off their policy thinking it's going to save them money. But for the sake of, I don't know, I don't even know what it is without it because I added on mine, but mine's about, um, I think mine's 70 a month. But without that 70 a month, the flood that we went through in February and still going on, uh, not the flood, the, the renovation of the house, I dread to think what position we would be in having to renew everything with regards to, um, you know, the furniture, the flooring, um, the skirting, the architecture, everything they said Basically, that floodwater touch had to get ripped out. Um, so that's rebuilding, the plastering, you know, dining room table, settee, everything. Uh, kitchen cupboards, fridge, cooker, washing machine, everything had to go. So it's a, a massive, massive um, consideration if you're in a flood risk area. And it's sort of like go and check your buildings and contents insurance and have a true understanding of are you actually covered if you're in a projected flood path or... Uh, flood zone yeah i would yeah definitely got to do that and then your professional costs was part of the union when i was a aircraft engineer i don't know if i'll maintain paying that i don't know i'll see and then uh additional fix then is schooling so uh for, for me it's the kids uniforms uh, going to school um then going into flexible so flexible is um so it starts with communication and leisure so like your mobile phones um, I'll tell you what's not on there, which was further up, is um, like your broadband and TV and TV packages. We don't have one. Um, we we have a broadband package, but it's not in fix for some reason, so I'll have to move that. Um, yeah. So the flexibles, uh, mobiles, um, homeschooling, because our youngest is homeschooled and our eldest two are going to be as well. Um, gifts so you did you're talking making a true assessment this is so this is all over a 12 month period which you then break down into your 52 weeks or your, or your monthly basis um but understanding how much you're going to pay on kids for christmas uh you know taking consideration parents and aunties and uncles and nephews and nieces and just wrap that and birthdays as well you know, wrap it all up and, and and it sounds like a real ball ache but it's it's been Putting money aside, I think I put eighty pound a month away every month for those things. Gives you a nice pot at the end once you take into consideration 
um, you know, it's 20 quid a year for a, for a birthday present, five for a car. It soon adds up. And having that money that you can go to your budget wallet and just say, actually, this month, uh, I've got a nephew that's got a birthday. I need a card. I need a present. Chop done. It's there. Um, and then it's not just having to be found. Um, and we're living in a state of, it's, 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 it's um, a default of like almost thoughtlessness. That's what I was anyway. It's, it's, there's no real management to the money system. You're just surviving. Like you, you think you're doing the best with what you've got, but you're not because um, without the budget and understanding where your money's going, your, your money is, and you're, you're basically, you basically, your, your money will go where you feel it should go rather than where it needs to go. Um, and then if there's anything left over, like for me, that then that goes into the debts that I recruit. Um, so where was I? So I got to homeschooling, gifts, transport. That was for, before we had a car. Uh, and then you got your, you know, there's big implications to a car. Uh, you got your, your, your insurance, your DVLA, your petrol. All these are considerations. And, and I think all in all, I'd add just under 250 to 300 pound a month for a car. Um, then into your groceries. Um, so mine's around 430 a month. That's for a family of five. Um, and then going into per, what they call personal, which is like clothing, hairdressing and toiletries. So once you've made a true reflection of this um, and understand where you truly are, um, there's, 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 there's lots of templates online. I, I'm willing to share mine. There's no secrets. I'll, I can share them. And if you want to get in touch, I'll certainly share mine with you just to give you an idea of what it looks like. Um, and, then, and then you can have a good reflection of where you are. Because then the next step now is, like I said earlier on, now I know where all my money is going. I want to increase my food budget because this, I want to eat healthier than what I have been eating, which means more vegetables. Uh, and oddly enough, in this country and in America, Vegetables are more expensive than processed food, which just cooks my sweet. So that's that's the next thing. Um, that's what I would like to do in my budget. As it currently stands, I need to understand if I can pay my mortgage up front for a year. This is what I'm looking into now. Can I pay my mortgage up front for a year? Have I got enough to do that? Can I pay my council tax up front for a year? Um, my TV license, my gas and electric. Now all this is going to add up um, and water. But what I'm thinking is if I can understand that my, say my monthly outgoing is, I don't know, around 2000, if that's my monthly outgoing and I'm going to divide that into my, my gross outcome once I've cleared any outstanding debts. I've been in touch with one of my debt uh, people and they have been willing uh, to write, write off 60% of the debt, but this will leave a trace on your, uh, on your on your on your background assessment when you go in for any further like credit cards or loan applications for six years, so they, they're writing off sixty percent of the debt, which I'm going to clear. Um, well, clear that today, and I've got another three debts that I'm going to write to, uh, inform on my situation, uh, and see if they'd be willing to do something very similar, so that I can sort of get those things gone. So I'm not going to be stressed trying to find money. Um, going forward so with those gone 
uh, and I don't know what it's going to end up as, I then divide my 2000 into what's left. There may be a way and there may be savings to be made by paying it up in a year. There's, you know, there's lots of different things I can do. But for me, I feel a real urgency in, like I had my figures down, but when I took, when I I took the offer of redundancy because it wasn't even, um, the figures didn't really come into it for me. Um, I, I, I put in for the, to understand exactly what I was going to get with the attention of as long as it gives me more than three or four months, I'm doing it. Um, so being willing to go in and understand what those figures were and then thinking, okay, well, that's my, if it's more than three and four, then I'm done and gone. Um, that was, the decision was already made. So that when the figures come back, um, myself and my friends, we were expecting more than what we had on the projected because um, but when they deliver the email telling you how much you're going to get, the way it's, it, <laughs> I read it and it said something along the lines of, see if I can find it. It was quite eye-opening. It said something along the lines of um, severance pay is tax-free but all other payments are subject to income tax, blah, blah, blah. But it was all in one line. And it's sort of, I don't know why, I was looking at the severance package, all of it as being the severance package. But when you actually look at the way it's structured within the the letter, it does tell you, you know, severance pay and then it tells you how much and then it says, you know, holiday and loo and, and all the other different bits and bobs. But each of the individual ones then are taxable. Um, I should have do, done greater due diligence my end to understand that because I think there was a there was a difference of around 4,000 from projected to what I actually had once the tax man got hold of it. So... Um, but that was still far in excess of what I needed to make the decision anyway. So super, super grateful this worked out. I mean, everything with the mindset of everything's always working out for me. Uh, I'm still in a fantastic position. Um, it does mean I probably lose two months grace out of building things. However, going forward, and by the end of this weekend, I know I'm going to have everything squared away and understand exactly where I am um, so that I can then make a solid plan going forward on where my money is going to go and how much is going to be allocated to each different part. So that's the plan. Uh, money, I think, is the first thing that needs to be addressed if you've been laid off. Um, and it's, it took me, like I said before in previous episodes, putting a budget together it took me nearly two and a half years. Um, because I kept resisting it, thinking, now I'm managing it, now I'm managing it, I'm on top of it. But what I was doing, I was making money up in other places, like doing more overtime, or um, I'd, some, I'd sacrifice something to have something else. So it wasn't, it was being managed to a degree, but it could have been managed so much more effectively if I had have actually been bothered to put the work in. And that's what it was. I mean, even going through the, like I went through three different people. One was um, an initial um, 
Uh, I can't remember his name. Your money or your life, I think, is his book is. But he was he was the first one I started talking about budgets. Then I went to Nick Elkins, and we sort of did budgets, understanding the debts and everything else that's laid out. Uh, and then eventually ended up with doing it with a lady called Rena, um, who was one of our, my current coaches. And it, it was only when I did with Rena that I actually thought, right, I'm doing it. Because even with like three months before that, it was an effort to get all the information together. It's, it was a big, big ball ache just getting to understand exactly where your money is going. I mean, it's like a web. It's like, you don't actually realize it until you start digging in your years, you know, there's five, 6% year going on this debt. And it's, it's another 8% there going on that debt. And you know what? It all adds up. It all adds up. And especially if you're on the hamster wheel and you're looking to get off because you're not going to get off until you actually understand fully where your money's going. Um, so, I mean, this, 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 the budget for me is the key. It got me out of, uh, when I moved over from the shop floor to the, to the office last year, it was the, like the foundational piece of the puzzle um, and allowed me to really go, yeah, go, go back to like the foundation and lay a solid foundation for my future because everything had a place. There's no, oh, we go shopping and spend this. It's like, we got this much, now we go shopping. Um, we don't use cards. If we, if I do, it's very rare, uh, like I'm caught inconvenient, but I'll make sure to back up the money that I've taken on the card and put it back where it needs to be because the money is allocated for a reason. Card payments uh, are emotionless. If you've got cash in your hand and you have to pay for something and you see 60, 80, 100 pound going over the counter for a full payment, that feels very different to giving someone your card and just tapping the four pins in. So, um, so this last, I mean, I've got my own thoughts on this pandemic. Um, but I think it's a fantastic opportunity for, to get rid of cash. Um, and my concern is, um, if they get rid of cash completely, people are going to be enslaved to, um, the deck, uh, the, you know, like the credit card companies, they're not going to be able to manage their cash so effectively because a lot of people, in all honesty, haven't got the, what's the word, uh, the desire or the discipline to, to live, you know, understanding what the consequences are of their actions with regards to spending. We just, we're a, we're a throwaway society. We, you know, we, we shop emotionally rather than logically. Um, so I just think, I don't know, I just got big concerns. I think people can get more and more trapped by this if they don't remedy it and stop the rot. Um, and I just, I don't know, I don't know. Anyway, that's my own opinion. Right, so that's, what, that's my urgency for this week, is my budget. So if you're in a similar situation um, and you're currently going through it and you've got like, you know, understanding there's going to be lots going through your head, especially if you've got family. Uh, I've got three kids. I've got a mortgage. Um, there's, there's lots going on, but I, th I think the first thing that you can do to have a solid foundation for yourself is get yourself a budget. Um, if you're in that situation and you'd like to know more, get in touch. My emails or is on my LinkedIn is uh, in the in the bio, and we can have a chat. 
And if you are struggling with, you know, the thoughts as attached to this, because I mean, it's a big emotional decision, this, you know, even if it's taken out of your hands, um, I believe the majority of people go in a voluntary from my, my um, previous employment. However, you know, every with the current state on, on the business around where I live and no doubt globally, there's going to be people on furlough and there's going to be people getting ready for redundancy. So, you know, I think I've got a solid plan. Um, and I think doing those two things, actually taking a step back first to understand what you want um, and then putting in place a budget to maybe try and get you where you want to be is um, a fantastic start. So if, but like I said, if you do want to get in touch, please do. Um, we can hop on a call and uh, I'll see if I can give you some, uh, some, some, uh, some ways to navigate this, what's the word, uh, this route. And um, maybe we can discuss the mindset and, and some of the, the thoughts that are worrying you and maybe put them into perspective and just give you a different frame to run your decisions through, which might make, make the process a little bit easier because it's stressful enough. So let's see what we can do. So have a good day, guys. Um, the, the next couple are probably going to be solos um, as I sort of navigate this path. And then um, we go from there. Have a good week. Stay strong.